Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of The Informed Catholic. My name is Ned Jabbar, and this is going to be episode 70. We're in the second week of Lent. This is going to be Monday's readings, episode 70 for the second week of Lent. So uh, if you like what I do and you think I'm doing a good job, please subscribe and share. It will be a great help. So let's begin with the act of contrition. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words and what I have done and what I have failed to do. Through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault, therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, and all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us and forgive us our sins and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Kyrie Elysion, Kyrie Elysion, Kyrie Elysion, Christe Elysion, Christe Elysion, Christe Elysion, Kyrie Elysion, Kyrie Elysion, Kyrie Elysion. Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, Christ have mercy, Christ have mercy, Christ have mercy, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy. Queen of the Rosary, pray for us. Saint Joseph, guardian of the church and terror of demons, pray for us. Saint Thomas Aquinas, pray for us. Saint Ambrose, pray for us. Saint Augustine, pray for us. Saint Athanasius, pray for us. Saint Peter, pray for us. Saint Paul, pray for us. Saint John, the Apostle, pray for us. Saint Andrew, pray for us. Saint Mary Magdalene, pray for us. Lord, please bless this podcast and bless the readings of the scriptures. Open the hearts and minds of people. And may God guide me to say the right thing and uh, the right words that could benefit all of us. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so before we go further, uh, I have a book here. <clears throat> Favorite Prayers from the Imitation of Christ. Uh, I know Thomas Akempis here. Uh, before we go begin the reading, I want to just read a little introduction here for... Um, here, this is the Prayers for Lent. During Lent, we pray for new life to appear in us. Oh, this is great. Some noise outside. Hold on. Oh, that's life in Brooklyn. All right, let's start over again. During Lent, we pray for new life to appear in us and for old negative attitudes to disappear. It is the period for us to prepare to celebrate the Paschal mystery, the Paschal mystery of Christ. Our prayer life should be centered on three dominant themes. Craw the cross, repentance, and baptism. The cross walks the supreme law of Christian life, death in order to live. It also brings with it a positive aspect of conquest and salvation. Through his cross, Christ gave uh, impetus to all the positive works of humankind. It is the cross that enables us to build the world as God's co-workers while eschewing all forms of evil. 
Repentance is ultimately total change of self, an intimate renewal of one's person, a repraisal of one's understanding, one's judging and one's living. It is turning from self to God. Our prayers should lead us to such things as working for, for social and individual justice, performing spiritual and corporal works of mercy, and renewal, renewed interests in the mysteries by which we are reborn as children of God. Which we should also pray to deepen the sense of our condition as baptized people. We do this primarily by clinging to Christ, by choosing to follow. By choosing to follow, follow him more closely by becoming in some sense, other Christ's. To do so, we must be open to instruction in the faith through hearing, reading, study, and any type of positive communication. It could be film, art, and music. We must be people who listen to others, to our conscience, to the world, and most of all, to the living, to the living word of God in the Bible. We could also pray by doing, after truly listening, we must, uh, we must be, we must also pray by doing, after truly listening, we must respond and put into practice what we have learned. In this way, we will bring about the inner conversion to God. And this, that, that is the most fitting preparation for Easter. All right. Well, I, I agree with that. Sometimes, unfortunately, it's easier said than done, uh, especially when I'm going through. I really wonder what God is trying to say to me with that uh, neighbor upstairs. But it's, um, oh, I need graces. <laughs> All right, well, let me read. Um, here's one of the prayers here. We'll try to set this down neatly without crumbling anything. Okay. This is called self-examination and is from book three of the uh, Imitation of Christ. O Lord, in a world afflicted with moral blindness, we are easily and quickly led astray. If I would examine my life honestly, I will come to realize that no creature has ever wronged me. And so I have no right to complain about you. Since I have frequently committed grievous sins against you, it is only right that other creatures should afflict me. Therefore, I deserve whatever confusion and contempt I suffer. While I praise, honor, and glory, while all praise and honor and glory are due to you, unless I'm willing to be despised and abandoned by all creatures and to be regarded by them as nothing. I cannot be inwardly at peace and steadfast in my life, nor wholly united to you. That's okay. O oh Lord, in a world afflicted with moral blindness, we are easily and quickly led astray. That's true. 
If I would examine my life honestly, I would come I would come to realize that no creature has ever wronged me, and so I have no right to complain about you, <clears throat> since I have frequently committed grievous sins against you. It is only right that other creatures should afflict me. Wow. That really hits the spot there, doesn't it? Therefore, I deserve whatever confusion and contempt I suffer, while all praise, honor, and glory are due to you, unless I'm willing to be despised and abandoned by all creatures and to be regarded by them as nothing, I cannot be inwardly at peace and steadfast in my life, nor wholly united, nor wholly united to you. So, <laughs> that's a really interesting thing I just came across there. So, maybe there, maybe there's something I have to look into my conscience to see if I done anything to offend God that I get afflicted by my neighbor. Interesting. Huh. Well, that's something I'm going to have to look into. All right. Well, talk about getting egg on your face. Let's, uh, let's go to the first reading here. Yeah, well, you see, Lent does that to you. It's amazing. So I'm going to have to look into that. All right, so let's uh, begin the reading here. A reading from the book of the prophet Daniel. It's going to be chapter 9, verse 4 to 10. All right. Uh, we have sinned and been wicked and done evil. Oh, look at that. We go from Thomas Kempis to this, and uh, God is definitely speaking to us. Lord, great and awesome God, you who keep your, your merciful covenant toward those who love you and observe your commandments, we have sinned and been wicked and done, done evil. We have rebelled and departed from your commandments and your laws. We have not obeyed your servants, the prophets, spoke in your name to our uh, to our kings and our princes our fathers and all the people of the land justice O Lord is on your side we are shame faced even to this day we the men of Judah the residents of Jerusalem and all Israel near and far in all the countries to which you have scattered them because of their treachery toward you. O Lord, we are shamefaced like our kings, our princes, and our fathers for having sinned against you. But yours, O Lord, our God, our compassion and forgiveness. Yet we rebelled against you and paid no heed to your command. O Lord, our God, to live by the law you gave us, through your servant, servants, the prophets. Okay, the word of the Lord, thanks be to God. Let's read it one more time. 
A reading from the book of the prophet Daniel, chapter 9, verse 4 to 10. We have sinned and been wicked and done evil. Lord, great and awesome God, you who keep your merciful covenant toward those who love you and observe your commandments. We have sinned. We have, um, have been wicked and done evil. We have rebelled and departed from your commandments and your laws. We have not obeyed your, uh, your servants, the prophets who spoke, to your, spoke in your name to our kings, our princes, our fathers, and all the people of the land. Justice, O Lord, is on your side. We have shamefaced, even to this day, we the men of Judah, the residents of Jerusalem, and all Israel, near and far, in all the countries to which you have scattered them because of their treachery toward you. O Lord, we are shamefaced, like our kings, our princes, and our fathers, for having sinned against you. But yours, O Lord, our God, are compassion and forgiveness. Yet we rebelled against you and paid no heed to your command. O Lord, our God, to live by the law you gave us through your servants, the prophets. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Okay, one more time. A reading from the book of the prophet Daniel, chapter 9, verse 4 to 10. Lord, great and awesome God, you who keep your merciful covenant toward those who love you and observe your commandments. We have sinned and been wicked and done evil. We have rebelled and departed from your commandments and your laws. We have not obeyed your servants, the prophets, who spoke to your name, to our kings, our princes, and our fathers, and all the people of the land. Justice, O Lord, is on your side. We are shamefaced even to this day. We, the men of Judah, the residents of Jerusalem, and all Israel, near and far in all the countries to which you have scattered them because of their treachery toward you. O Lord, we are shamefaced like our kings, our princes, and our fathers for having sinned against you. But yours, O Lord, our God, are compassion and forgiveness. Yet we rebelled against you and paid no heed to your command. O Lord, our God, to live by the law you, ha you gave us through your servant, the servants the prophets the word of the lord thanks be to god all right so the book of the prophet daniel is an exile book and well why are they in exile well because israel finally failed they finally they after long many long years many 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 years many years of um a failure, a failure of following God's commandments, a failure of practicing the law uh, that God demanded. They broke the commandment of God. They went into spiritual idolatry. They, um, you know, abuse, a lot of abuse, basically, and also human sacrifice. A lot of people don't want to talk about that. That's one of the things that people don't want to, don't want to talk about. It's the, it's a lot of it. Sexual immorality national immorality uh, uh, national idolatry uh, the abuse of the kings um, abusing each other um, the rich over the poor depriving people of their rights um, taking advantage of people everything 
everything it led to, it's a national, national failure. Daniel acknowledges God is awesome and powerful. And he, in his, in, in his words, he talks about the, the failure of the nation, the sins of the nation, the sins of the kings, the sins of the priesthood, the sins of the, of the people, and the injustice and, and abuse that has came down upon the, the, the Israelite people. It's, it's, it's pretty awesome. You know, it's, it's frightening. And this is something that a lot of people don't want to admit. They don't want to admit, take responsibility, take responsibility for their sins. As a church, we've gone through that. A lot of people, we failed a lot of people. Catholics have failed. Uh, the Catholic Church leadership has failed the people. And a lot of people have walked away. Many people are not going to return. We've, you know, the, the church has tried to be like the world. It's tried to copy the world, imitate the world, to try to appease the world, try to be less Catholic and more appealing to the world. And I don't know why, but our leadership thinks they can get it right. You know, you know, they say the, the sign of madness is, is, is to keep repeating the same thing, hoping you'll get a different outcome. And it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. I think, I hope and pray that maybe with Francis Pontificate, they can finally realize they've, they've, they've done it wrong. And I think the problem is, is the curse of modernism and globalism and the fact that the Catholic faith is global. And it thinks, it thinks that if it can maybe win them back, win the world back, win Europe back, win the West back by maybe sort of like mixing the medicine and slipping in Catholicism in there in that in that medicine in that uh, that that globalist diet that globalist vegan diet that maybe you could win them back you know you can win you can you can maybe realize oh you've been eating Catholicism without even knowing it you've been you know on a diet of Catholicism and you just don't even know it you have no idea you know you've been practicing you know you you know Catholic you've been eating fish on Fridays without even realizing it. So you see, you can be Catholic. No, no, it's not going to be that way. Uh, Francis is going to fail on that. He doesn't understand. He he's he's been fed and and educated in in this revolutionary mentality, but it's a revolutionary mentality that it has been out of date. It's no longer useful. It's no longer going to be, it's no longer, it's no longer a textbook. The world keeps changing the textbook. It doesn't, it, you know, it, it, it's, it's trying to find something, something, and it's not going to work. And the, the only thing left is to return back to God, to return to God and practice the ancient faith of the fathers. There's no reason to change it. There's no reason for that. But unfortunately, some 
Catholic clergy have 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 embraced this, and they think that even though we keep failing, let's keep trying. It's you know we're crazy, we're mentally disturbed because we keep repeating the, the failures. But eventually, maybe God will bless us with a different outcome. And the answer to that is no. He's not going to do that. Okay, he's not going to because he didn't ask for the changes. So that's you know this is this is my uh, understanding of Daniel because Daniel confesses it. Daniel confesses these failures. He acknowledges that we failed. He says so. You know <clears throat> we have sinned. We we are shamefaced even to this day, you know. You see, but <clears throat> he goes, you know, our fathers for having sinned against you, but yours, O Lord, our God, our compassion, forgiveness, for we rebelled against you and paid no heed to your command. See, it's first of all coming home and acknowledging to God. Okay, we failed. We failed, we failed, we failed. We're shamefaced. And that's unfortunate. That's unfortunate, but that's exactly what happened. All right, let's move on um, to the Psalms. Okay, we're Psalm 79. And the response is, do not deal with us according to our sins. Do not deal with us. Lord, do not deal with us according to our sins. Lord, do not deal with us according to our sins. Lord, do not deal with us according to our sins. Remember not against us the iniquities of the past. May your compassion quickly come to us, for we are brought very low. Lord, do not deal with us according to our sins. Help us, O God, our Savior, because of the glory of your name. Deliver us and pardon our sins for your name's sake. Lord, do not deal with us according to our sins. Let the prisoners sigh, uh, sighing, uh, sighing come before you. you know, like You sigh, you know, like, oh, Lord, <laughs> you know, something like that. Let the prisoners sighing come before you. It's, it's not a good translation. Let the prisoners sighing come before you with your great power. Free those doomed to death. Then... When, when your people and the sheep of your pasture will give thanks to your, to, your, to your favor. Through all generations, we will declare your praise. Lord, do not deal with us according to our sins. All right, one more time. Lord, do not, do not deal with us according to our sins. Remember not against, remember not against us the iniquities of the past may your compassion quickly come to us for we are brought very low lord do not deal with us according to our sins help us O god our savior because of the glory of your name deliver us and pardon our sins for your name's sake lord do not deal with us according to our sins let the prisoners sighing come before you with your great power free those doomed to death then we, your people, and the sheep of your pasture will give thanks to you forever. Through all generations we declare your, we declare your praise. Lord, do not deal with us according to our sins. Okay. It points out the iniquities of the past. And, you know, 
because this is obviously referring, this is after all those terrible events. They, they've experienced, they've, they've, they've experienced the punishment. They've experienced what their, their, what their infidelity, their idolatry, their adultery, spiritual adultery has done to them. And it goes on. I like this part. Help us, O God, our Savior, because of the glory of your name, deliver us and pardon our sins for your name's sake. It's a, it's a, it's, it's a penance. And, it, and that's the thing. We have to come to this. We're so divided. We have no sense of shame. We have no sense of sin. We use too much psychology, too much therapy, too much anthropology. We've become arrogant. Yes, those things are good. They're good, but they should not take you away from, from the presence of God. You can't, you, you can use that and you could use that too much to, maybe you're justifying yourself, you know, maybe you're justifying, maybe you're trying to justify your actions. And that's the thing. A lot of people, when it's like the book of Proverbs says, much knowledge only sometimes increases greater sorrow. And I'm not saying that, that education, but education that it can, that can, in a sense, help you, but not make you arrogant that you think you know more than your faith okay um let the prisoner's sign come before you with your great power free those doomed to death then we your people and the sheep of your pasture will give thanks to you forever through all generations we will declare your praise it's a beautiful psalm it's a beautiful psalm about penance and that's the thing we have to acknowledge our sins Stop trying to use psychology and stop trying to excuse sins, especially when it comes to uh, destroying faith and also, more importantly, sexual abuse. Okay, sometimes people are just perverted. It's a, a sin, it's just sin, it's just sin. You know, this can't keep can't keep repeating the same thing and think you're going to get a different outcome when it refuses to change all right let's move on okay the gospel reading and the gospel verse before the reading it's from the gospel verse before the reading is john chapter 6 verse 63 your words lord are spirit and life you have the words of everlasting life your words lord are spirit and life you have the words of everlasting life. Okay. And the reading is from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 6, verse 36 to 38. Forgive and you will be forgiven. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, Lord. Jesus said to his, said to his disciples, Be merciful just as your Father is merciful. Stop judging and you will not be judged. Stop condemning, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Give, and the gifts will be given to you. A good measure, packed together, shaken down, overflowing, will be poured out into your lap. For the measure with which you measure will in return be measured out to you. Okay. Reading from the Holy Gospel to uh, 
Holy Gospel according to Luke, chapter 6, verse 36 to 38. Forgive and you will be forgiven. Jesus said to his disciples, be merciful just as your father is merciful. Stop judging and you will not be judged. Stop condemning and you will not be condemned. Forgive and you will be forgiven. Give and the give and gifts will be given to you. Good measure packed together, shaken down and overflowing will be poured poured into your lap. For the measure with which you measure will in return be measured out to you. Okay, one more time. Reading Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, chapter 6, verse 36 to 38. Jesus said to his disciples, Be merciful, just as your Father is merciful. Stop judging, and you will not be judged. Stop condemning, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Give, and the gifts will be given to you. Good measure, packed together shaken down and overflowing will be poured into your lap for the measure with which you measure will in return be measured out to you gospel of the lord praise to you lord jesus christ well <clears throat> this is true but i th i think the important thing we have to remember here is something important all right being self-righteous is wrong Always critical of people, critical of them to bring them down is wrong. Always looking to find fault with someone, to abuse them. <clears throat> always, always trying to correct people in order to make them look bad, to shame them, to embarrass them. I don't want that done to me. It's funny when I... Um, uh, exploded uh, Saturday night because of the the constant uh, non-stop play of the music uh, this guy's noise um, <clears throat> sorry the book slipped he of course I mean I guess he was shocked surprised that I finally exploded um, he <laughs> went back and forth uh, on the top floor. I can tell he was like, he finally turned the music off, I guess. But then he started yelling back. And of course, he uh, started attacking me, my appearance, uh, calling me fat and everything. And, you know, you see how he, he goes into uh, image attacking people's body. Image. He wants to belittle me. But the point is, the point is, is that People do that because they want, it gives them power. A bully is always going to be a bully. A person who wants to shame another person because it's a, it's a way of weaponizing. Publicly ridicule that person. Publicly shame them. Uh, tell them what's wrong with them. Tell them what's wrong with them. That's not what we're supposed to be doing. Especially when we're practicing Catholics. Now, I was wrong because I finally exploded and I used some foul language, language that shouldn't have come out of my mouth. Right? I did. That's That was pointed out to me, and I was wrong. I wasn't wrong for getting angry. 
Getting angry is one thing if you're justified. But my problem was I, I used language that shouldn't have come out of my mouth as a Christian. And that, that I fell into temptation. Getting angry can be justifiable as long as you are justified. But using foul language is not justifiable because then I, I have made nothing of my relationship with Christ. The, and this is what Christ is trying to say here is that forgive, which is a very tough thing to do. It's the most challenging thing of all of Christ's commandments to forgive. Probably, probably the most toughest. And then of course, um, he says, "Stop judging, you will, and you will not be ju- and you will not be judged. Stop condemning, and you will not be condemned." I don't, I don't want to be the bad guy, and I don't want my anger and to be my uh, whatever motivation I have, especially if it's very angry. You want that person hurt. You want that person. Because of what what you believe they've done to you, and even and and the way they treated you, you want them hurt. You want them down. You your imagination goes to 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 all kinds of places that we shouldn't allow our imagination to go, and that's that's wrong as a Christian. And this is a very uh, small passage we're reading today, and good measure, and and you know you know overflowing, shaken down, overflowing will be poured into your lap for the measure which you measure will in return be measured out to you. It's a tough one. It's a very tough one. It's a tough way of, uh, it's a tough one. Let's say following Jesus is not easy. Following Jesus Christ is not easy. You know, we could study, 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 but in the end, if we don't meet his standards, it's tougher, it's hard. And it's when we, as soon as you become a Christian, you're going to be put to the test. It's we're all going to we're all being tested every day, and we all fail. And that's that's something we have to learn to, you know, to really understand. And sometimes even when it comes, let's say with our, with our, with, you know, with our leadership, it's hard. It's very hard. It's very hard. You know, but he judging what he means by judging is judging in a manner that is shallow, cruel, and wicked for personal interest. But when it comes to faith, it's a different matter. We have to be careful. We could abuse, the same way we could abuse our faith by being to our own advantage, we could also abuse our faith to our disadvantage. And that's dangerous. You know, the straight and narrow way is my approach, as much as possible if it can be. But I not I'm not perfect and trust me after Saturday night I am definitely not perfect. <laughs> oh boy. I've have I you know you know have I failed and I'm going to have to go to confession. So I know that. All right, so let's um let's end this with an our father hail mary and a saint michael in the name of the father son and holy spirit. Our father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name. 
thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we give those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, now and forever. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now at the hour of our death. Amen. St. Michael, Archangel of God, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wild, wicked attack of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And now, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the divine power of God, cast into hell Satan and all evil spirits who prowl the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. Okay. Um, let me read one more thing here from the uh, this booklet here. The um, Faber Prayers by... Uh, from Imitation of Christ. Okay. That's a book I think we should go through. Uh, hopefully. We'll, we'll go through it. Ah. Okay. This is uh, this one's called Our Tendency to Sin. Dear Lord, in order, in order to overcome my natural inclination to sin, I need your grace in great abundance. Our human nature tends towards evil even from the days of our youth the nature was that nature was defiled by sin through the through the disobedience of the first man adam and the penalty of that stain has been inflicted on all humanity what is dreadful insult it is to your divine majesty that the very nature you made so good and upright has now succumbed to sin and corruption to the extent that it, that its purities it is purely natural inclination always draws towards evil and base desires and so the little remaining strength and inclination towards good we possess are of no greater significance than is than is a small spark of fire nestled among the ashes nevertheless that tiny spark even though surrounded by much darkness is our natural reason which is still able to discern good from evil and the truth from what is false however it is unable to always faithfully to follow the path of goodness that it discerns are being in accord with your will nor does it possess the full light of truth thus it is true O oh my God, that inwardly in my soul I take delight I take delight in your law and in your teaching, for I know that what is your that what you command is good, just and holy, both for the approval of all evil and for the avoidance of all sin. Yet when I prefer to obey my senses rather than my reason, I serve the law of sin. Therefore, even though I will I will uh I will to do good I fail to accomplish my goal because of my weakness I of, I often make good resolutions but because grace is lacking in me I frequently turn back in my weakness and yield to the slightest temptation I will know the way of perfection and and can easily can see clearly that what I ought to do however weighed down by the burden of of my corruption, I do not rise the, the heights of great 
perfection. Dear Lord, how essential is your grace for me, not only to begin with that which is good, but also to preserve, to persevere with it and to accomplish it. Without you, I can do nothing. But when your grace strengthens me, I can do all things. Hmm. It's uh, very wordy and very long. I didn't mean for it to be long, but it's 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 beautiful. Uh, hopefully, I'll read it again so we, I can read it more slowly and better. Okay, so God bless and be well.